Hey, this is Harpo the Healer. Welcome to the Harping with Harpo series. This is our 21st podcast. These podcasts are a supplement to Harpo the Healer on YouTube. Don't forget to check back at other episodes and you'll note loosely based on blues and harmonica, although we don't root ourselves and explore many interesting avenues. We also cover some famous and solved mysteries and in-depth analysis, while if not on the musical area of interest, we also cover some great feats of human endeavor and dig into the human condition. With the latter in mind, today we're going to discuss the case for the flat earthers in the 21st century. The idea that the world is flat. Your first thoughts might be a very primitive tribe, perhaps in some outback or rainforest somewhere, who haven't had any contact with modern civilization as we know it since about the 7th century BC. But no, there's a small movement, mainly in the United States at present, a small group of people who believe the earth is a disc and that it is flat. They reject all science as we know it. They reject Pythagoras, Archimedes, Plato, Aristotle, Galileo, all Newton's laws of motion and all Newton's laws of gravitation formula, uh, Einstein, Nikola Tesla, Stephen Hawking, whom all had a consensus that our earth is a sphere and we orbit the sun and that the moon orbits us. And yet the flat earthers use all our modern technology, just as we do, that was developed by science. The podcasts are free and if you feel that it was any way beneficial, Harpo the Healer YouTube's got a link on there for help and support the channel and help drive us forward. The podcast was made on the 13th of January 2022 with RJ, who's a friend of mine. These are all long distance recordings using internet technology. Hey RJ, how's it going today? Yes, fine Harpo, it's fine. Good to hear you. Well, good. Well, today we're going to do the case for the flat earth people. Well, yes, I find it really difficult to actually come out and actually say it. But uh, yes, we are actually going to have a look at the case for people who there are still people in the world today. And there's a group of them who believe that our world, our spherical world is not a sphere at all. And that it is actually uh, flat. Yeah, that's amazing. That's great. Well, it is. It is. So we thought we'd have a go at it today and we thought we'd have a, a credible look at it. Now, bearing in mind that I'm not a uh, I, I've been a musician most of my life and done some very active and crazy things in my young life, which is not relevant. But I'm not qualified as a physicist or anything like that. RJ is an architect by trade. Um, I don't think. Have you got any science of a science science background? Not, no, not really. No. no. So we're no. both we're both on an even keel here. Uh, before we kick off, I'll just mention that the, the flat earth people believe that the north pole's in the centre. And if yeah. you imagine yeah. our sphere, that they stretch it out and that the Antarctica really does not exist. And there's an ice wall surrounding the whole of this disc of theirs. And they stick a figure on the height of this, uh, this uh, ice wall of... 490 or so feet or 150 meters and they believe that this ice wall is guarded by nasa and other world leaders and orders all in it together and that it is forbidden to go there because of the signing of the antarctica treaty in 1961 uh, that's what they believe the treaty was about when i first heard that i have to say and be honest that i thought i was reading the rules and i was about to start playing a board game Okay. Yeah. Then a lot of them, not every one of them, but quite a lot of them, probably more than 80 percent of them, believe there's like a dome over the top of the disc. And inside it, there's a moon and like a sun and there's lights in the sky and it's kind of a self-contained unit. Some of them don't necessarily believe in the dome, but that's 
basically their understanding of our world. So yeah. before we sort of kick off, what do you? What are your first thoughts of this, RJ? What are this this first? I mean, we, we're going to give it some traction here. We're going to have a look at it. Well, it, to be honest with you, that description is really interesting because it really goes back to the very early beliefs in the flat Earth. They've maintained that, which is incredible, isn't it? Right back to the sort of Egyptian times and the Israelites, where they thought the Earth was a sort of floating. Well, the world was portrayed as a disc floating in the ocean. Yeah. And then there's this sort of dome firmament, which gives you the heavens with the sun and the moon and the stars. Like, actually, that's not a bad idea if you don't know anything else, is it? If you're yes, way back in the Egyptian sort of time. A, it, to go back into scripture, yeah, and, and yeah. look at the kind of, so if I you're a if religious I was living, person. If I was living back in those days, like 8,000 8, years ago, I don't know, maybe there were cave painting and stuff back then, weren't they? That would make a lot of sense to me if I didn't know anything else. So uh, on one level, but we're not living 8,000 years ago. We're now like living in the modern times, aren't we? We've got like an abundance of information and knowledge. What's interesting is the fact that it's held up. This idea has held up all this time. Uh, and we were going to sort of talk about that, weren't we? How? Yeah, I mean, I, I watched one of their flat uh, earth video presentations with a a very yeah. strong voice with a sort of like what seemed like a, a British accent of all things. Eh? You could tell mm. that it was an American accent with a, yeah. a it sounded with a little bit of echo on it, which sounded really good. And then um, yeah. uh, the graphics were extremely well done. That yeah. was that was something of their model of their disc with this this stuff floating around. They start by saying there is a natural world that can be understood, or there is a natural world that can be understood is an illusion, and that's mm. their first mm. sentence which gave i went oh dear really yeah that's interesting and then um yeah and then it sort of kind of dismisses all way of thinking that we think so i've looked i've just scribbled down here pythagoras what was it seven uh, 570 bc to 490 he first uh, declared he thought the the world and everything was a sphere and 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 mm. then Mm. Later, in 384 to 322, Aristotle agreed with him. Plato agreed with him. Archimedes agreed with him. And the astronomer, Aras, I can never say his name, Aristotheses, um, he agrees with him. So all the greats, yeah. and then Newtonian theory, every, every great sort of mind. But they could be, in terms of the description, there's a difference between a circle and, say, a sphere, isn't there? Because a circle is a sort of 2D representation so you mm. can still have an idea that you're in a sort of cylindrical world. Like, say, as you look up to the stars, you get the moon and the sun looks severe. looks like a sphere. But actually, it looks flat, doesn't it? When you actually look at it, it looks flat. So yeah. you could imagine that we're on a, a round entity that's a circle, isn't necessarily spherical. But these, these guys you're talking about, these great philosophers from the Greek times, they worked out that it was a sphere, as in a globe, yeah. didn't they? And I, and I just think that everything that you and I know, or mm. most of us know, everything in science, in, in anything, is yeah. comes from the fact that we live in a world where we have the sun and we have the planets. And, and you're like bees. Mm. I, I, I read this last year somewhere, and I just scribbled it mm. down, that bees, you know, it's an absolute fact, they, they use the sun. For navigation mm. yeah they use the position of the sun to navigate and and there's evidence that sensitivity to the earth's magnetic field and bees have what they call three eyes one on either side and another one on top and then they they can actually see 
through clouds, which flat earthers reckon is 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 a, a man-made thing. This is what oh. they think yeah. uh, to disguise things. Where you know the bees can actually see through this because they their objective is they have to do all their navigation from the sun. You see. Yeah. So yeah. this is uh, so it's just interesting that how they're going to have to explain to me how how bees do their navigation. <laughs> yeah. well, they've got little GPS little watches or something. Yeah. Now they. Uh, they also this is this is quite an interesting one believe that um the sun is a has a, a diameter of 32 miles right. and they think the moon has a diameter of 32 miles and that they're both 3000 uh, miles up both at the same height yeah this is where they've got them now i literally am dumbfounded with that but that's their that's what they they believe um mm, mm. now Correct me if I'm wrong. Does that matter? You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you've got a sun that's three thousand miles and it's only that big, even if it's only thirty some miles across in diameter, we'd yeah. be fried. We'd be absolutely fried, wouldn't yeah. we? At that height. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that when the sun is in their elliptic orbit round their disc, surely it's illuminate. If it's flat, it's illuminating the whole disc all the time. Yeah. Because yes. it's flat. So exactly. how do they get day and night? Well, I look them up and the flat earth people, they suggest that according to them, they have like a searchlight that mm. comes from. Now, bearing in mind, the sun's got a nuclei and nuclear fusion and uh, reaction, as we know, that creates this huge burning yeah. ball of energy. Mm. And short, the sun radiates from all, all of it, as, as far as I was know. But according to them, it's like a searchlight that... Uh, spot goes into certain areas a bit yeah. like i guess a bit like a switch that they turn on and off yeah in a game you know that kind of i thing. think it's i think it's another one of those sort of examples of you know like when you hear like these physicists these famous physicists like stephen hawking and all this when they yes. talk about the their knowledge of the cosmos and all this sort of thing mm. What they're dealing with like unbelievable distances, aren't they? They're dealing with distances that just uh, are just bonkers. It's almost actually mm. almost hard to imagine them. Whereas when when you're sort of just a sort of lay person as we are, just ordinary people looking around and you see yeah. this disc up in space, up in the sky, as in the moon or the sun, you kind of think it's actually a lot closer than it actually probably really is. And I think it's miles away. Yeah, it's, 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 it's it's like yeah. it is yeah but i think the thing is because you can still see it your kind of understanding of it is um you almost you can't get a perspective you can't get because this relativity isn't there yes There's unless all... you've studied the basics of of, of science i guess yeah it, it, you, it's a bit because i mean the sun's more than a hundred times the diameter of the earth and you can get a uh, this is from I've, I've got this off a physicist site yeah and the, yeah. it says you can you can fit a million earths into our sun yeah that's how big it really yeah. is yeah so you can imagine how far away it is it is so really so when the problem is is like we look at things over time we we scale it by ourselves don't we we t we kind of have a human scale to things don't we where you can imagine back in the medieval times and even in the renaissance times we all thought we were the middle the center of the universe didn't we? they thought that um the human race was the center but then mm. it all changed, didn't it? Like it, the, the Earth wasn't the center of the universe. The sun or our cosmos, anyway, or our sort of solar system, the sun was the center of it. But that was like vast. The actual yeah. sort of cosmos, universe it, is vast. Yeah, 
And the other thing is that they believe that we don't move, that we're stationary. Yeah. And everything moves around us. Well, yeah. again, I thought they'd put that one to bed about uh, 350 BC or something. Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, it's their, it's their, this is what they believe. Um, yeah. Whereas it's all relativity, I, isn't it? That's the relativity. Yeah. And I think, well, you know. surely a, a young person growing up, very young, all they have to do is somebody says to them without any, uh, using any science at all, saying, well, if you're in Africa and you look at the moon, Mm, or you're mm. here and you look at the moon we always see the same side mm, mm. because the moon's facing us all the time yeah that's they right agree yeah. With that. so based on that if they see the same side when we say the same side yeah then surely that means that we move yeah yeah exactly we yeah turn. yeah yeah and they'd worked out all these little experiments with shadows don't they sticks and shadows to sort of work well, out that's the that is the classic one isn't it that that yeah. the sticks in the shadows that's the classic one that was done um a long long time back the, the guy i can't remember the guy's name it did the one between um alexandria and Sienna, is it on the coast yeah he, he did yeah. it and he he um by using that method he actually was very uh, very accurate at um working out or circumnavigating how the circumference of the earth yeah that's right yeah it's very close wasn't it even back then it was very oh. close yeah 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 because it all starts it? out with by accident one day he realized at noon or something wasn't it that he, he realized there was no shadow at that particular point mm, mm. at noon so then this is what sent them on to thinking about yeah because they yeah, absolutely. And they were working out all this geometry working with geometry weren't they Pythagoras types and yes and so you know so that that's that's quite an interesting thing. That's uh, six. That's like sixth century, isn't it? Sixth century BC. That's sixth century BC. They were doing it. As far back as that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so it's, it's a long way back. The fifth century was they work out. They work out that the Earth is spherical, so it actually is a sphere as opposed mm. to just this circle that might be flat. I mean, I read somewhere so, some that some mm. of the scientists say it, it's a sphere. It's not quite because it bulges at the equator. They just slightly like a donut this they're they're being pernickety yeah. with their science actually that was really of good course they can, yeah. they've got their experiments to uh well one know, of the if that. you wanted to the, the really interesting thing about mentioning that one just now because i was going to talk about that a little bit later but actually that might make sense to mention now is is one of the reasons they justify the earth being flat is this whole idea of water that they look at these big rivers or waters or oceans and they say why is well, that they think flat? that the water would fall off yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really, really logical, actually. If it's flat, or, you know, you think, well, why doesn't the water run off like it does when you spill water? Well, you're just sort of saying it, and it, they worked this out, didn't they, by the, the moon and its actual gravity and inertia, doesn't it? So you get this bulge, don't you? As, yeah. as the sort of closest, where the Earth is closest to the moon... It kind of pulls, doesn't it? So gravity is pulling back in one way, but inertia You've got water is pulling molecules out the other way. Heavy, and then yeah. as, as they rise, they get lighter. You know, it's just kind yeah. of basics. I mean, I'm is, not yeah. a physicist or anything, but I know I know yeah. roughly the the yeah. very basics of how it is. That actually, when you think about it, it's like why doesn't the water all just run off if it's flat? Why doesn't all the water just we just end up with water? What if all, it was flat? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I mean, flat. If we're in the uh, even in the space, yeah, of course. Um, it, I, I've really, I've, I've done them proud in one sense because I've really given time to this. I'm really looking for them to try and give me a, 
a good scientific explanation for yeah. why yeah. the Earth is flat. But unfortunately, I'm I'm trying my best to give Struggle. them a go here. But you know, when they 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 there's no um from their model, I need I need to yeah. see some form of mathematics. I need some something to get into to be able to. Give yeah. it kind of a I, you know, I think, I think actually, the it's an idea. It's an idea that represents something. It's a sort of represent. It's symbolic. I think this whole idea of flat Earth is a sim is a symbolic idea of maintaining a kind of a viewpoint that you can have, which is like based on your own internal. Yeah, I mean, like a religion. Life. Yeah, like a religion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because right. because they use the word theory. Yeah. And I uh, listened to some of the scientists talking and, and um, what I realized, you know, a theory. Well, a theory, the scientific theory is a coherent group of propositions formulated to explain a group of facts or phenomena in the natural world and repeatedly confirmed through experiment or observation. Mm, mm. So, you know, so they can say they've got an idea. They can say they've got a belief. But if they use the word theory, then yeah. they have to they have to go down. If it's a theory, then, you know, it has to be portions formulated to explain a group of facts or phenomena in the natural world and repeatedly confirmed through experiment and or observation. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree you know, on that. Because yeah. otherwise we get back to, you know, as a musician all my life, I've uh, um, I don't see myself as any form of educated human being. And yet I've taught um Doctors, surgeons, I've taught scientists, I've taught many, many people music. A lot of people had to improvise hundreds, hundreds over the years. And, they, you know, they're fully aware that when you if you want to learn to be abstract, you have to start with some form of logic. You have to be a set of rails to run on before. If you want to be completely mm. abstract or if you want to think a certain way or you want to mm. play a certain way, you have to. Our minds need logic in order to, you know, you can't. I, I think I said this once before. How can you appreciate abstraction unless you've got some form of logic to be able to see? Oh, that's a nice abstract, you know, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. You have to have some logic in there, don't you? And, and as you sort of say, the theory should back up your idea. See, it's difficult when you use the word idea because you kind of think there's loads of ideas out there that don't make sense, but we, you know, we still like to believe in. Yeah, them I mean, I, I believe, for example, that. Um, there's a strong possibility there might be parallel worlds, but um, and the scientist may well agree with me. Yeah. Yes, you you may be right. However, yeah. it's an idea of mine. It's it's no more than a, an imaginative idea. It's yeah, my exactly, idea. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I can't I I can't say you know it's over there or I, yeah, I no, can't exactly, do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, but then are they saying it's real? I mean, do the flat earthers actually say it's real, what they're saying? Oh, they actually believe. They actually believe yeah. they're on the disc, yes. Yeah, because I yeah. think the problem is, is if you then go to the Antarctic, like we spoke about Captain Scott. Oh, but you can't get there because the NASA have got all their ships there. You're f it's forbidden, apparently, with a, oh, right. a treaty okay. from 1961, the okay. Antarctic Treaty, that the flat earthers believe that yeah. was signed to prevent anybody going to this 150 meter high ice wall. You're not allowed to so go. What about over. when Captain Scott went to the South Pole? I know he was beaten because he got well, beaten. Well, they don't didn't think he? he went. We, we we believe he went there. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 
the tent somewhere on the ice wall, according but to Actually, it. interestingly, linking is quite interesting as a link, but didn't you sort of say, isn't there a sort of strange thing where they went to the North Pole and they didn't quite get to the right North Pole? The two American guys and, and, and yeah. uh, Amundsen, I think, originally, yes. Yeah, and they said there's a bit of a confusion as in, like, yes. the exact That's position. That's correct, yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, so funny enough... When we sort of say, let's uh, not believe these people, and then someone says, oh, but actually they thought they went to the North Pole, but they didn't. And then, you know, you kind of go, well, do we believe it? Do we not believe it? I mean, these recreated these photos of Scott and Shackleton, yeah. well, all these people. I always, I always try and pull these things back to music. And I always say, yeah. you know, when I was playing modern jazz as a saxophonist, you know, if a guy yeah. comes up to me and, well, they wouldn't do it, but I'm just using this as a hypothetical situation. The guy goes, I've got a degree at jazz college and blah, blah, blah. And we're not really interested. No. Come on the bandstand and let's see what you can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, yeah. So, you know, so, but, but then in, in observation and experimentation, he then mm. validates his or her position. Mm, mm, the problem mm. here is that um, it's not that... I'm not saying that they're wrong. They're in, in their beliefs, they are right. You know, mm. I'm not saying I'm giving them credibility, but you've got to be able to come into our natural world and provide a, a, a what are class as a scientific solution. But a lot of them yeah. don't, yeah. a lot of them don't recognize the scientists, which I find that difficult. Yeah. It's a sort of a, it's an example of, I guess, um, thinking, like you exist in your own world isn't it like whatever's in your head your mind it's a bit like what's the name that Descartes um that famous yeah, philosopher Descartes. you know I um I think therefore I am exactly thing, yeah you know well there's an interesting one that it, our listeners should go on and look there's a YouTube video and it's called Flat Earthers v Scientist right yeah so yeah. there's three scientists and three flat earthers and okay. they they put three over one side and three over the other and they'll ask them a question and then come get them to come and sit on chairs and they'll talk for a bit put them back mm. in the little groups and ask them another question mm. at mm. one point they say do you believe that science was it science um no that was it science consensus is possible yeah. so the three scientists come over and sit on the chairs the flat earthers didn't move mm. and then they said we don't understand the question Right. Right. This is what happened. And another one was that says, do you believe that the other group is uneducated? Right. Well, the scientists stayed put, but all the flat earthers went and sat down. Yeah. And one of the scientists looks at the other two scientists and says, they think we're uneducated. Yeah. You know, so because they, they think that they were they in their minds, they're mm. thinking mm. that they know something that they do not. Yeah, but they, scientists are saying, yes, I, I can appreciate that. Please, can you provide us with something that we can look at to validate what you're saying? Yeah, but the interesting thing there, what's quite interesting is that even though the flat earthers don't believe in the science, they all concur with themselves, don't they? Which actually is a bit odd, because if you're a real pure... Oh, yes, I didn't think about that. Yeah, they've agreed with themselves, you see. Was actually, if you're a real pure flat earther, you shouldn't agree with anybody else, should you? You should be absolute well, in your... a few of them at the top seem to have a more idea of it than people further down. It, but it's, see, it's, I think it really taps into lots of different things. I mean, you're talking about music, but I mean, it taps into lots of these, the pure logic of no a, an idea of like, say, for instance, one plus one is two. We talked about this before, didn't we? It may be that one plus one doesn't, 
equal exactly to, right, does it? But yeah. It may be enough in the world that we live in for us to accept one plus one equals two. Um, yeah. So in that sense, you people are right to really question knowledge, aren't they? They're right to sort of say, is the knowledge that you're providing completely true? Now, I think well, at well, some point you've got to make a decision, haven't yeah. you? What do you go with? Exactly. And I watched this uh, Flat Earthers V science video and then... Mm. They were talking about the the ship on the horizon because I think that's yeah. quite a you know they you know as we know if you stand by go down by the beach and watch a ship and it yeah. goes off into the distance you watch the masts getting smaller you know as yeah. it comes up it doesn't just doesn't yeah. just keep going till it disappears no that's right it doesn't just which, suddenly which, drop which off which is another um, indication yeah. that we we live on a, a, a dome curve. Or a sphere yeah a sphere yes. yeah yeah so. Yeah. The lady, flat earther lady, who said yeah. that she, she's a proud person because she says she's a graduate of West Point. Apparently, she um, had to sadly had to leave the service with a, a mysterious illness uh, straight okay. away after after graduating. West Point, as I understand it, is a military academy in the United States. Well, that would concern me if I was running that academy, because mm, that mm. means that they're bringing people out with flat earth theories, which... Well, it might explain quite a bit. Or <laughs> oh, maybe they didn't, they, it wasn't on the yeah. curriculum. It wasn't on their but actual she, curriculum. No, but by saying that she's that. educated that way, yeah. it's suggesting, because yeah. you wouldn't mention that. You wouldn't mention that you were educated there. No. I, I, I have jazz musician friends in the past who yeah. have become great, great players who've been mentioned in Who's Who, who, who've been kicked out of um, mainstream universities back in the old days mm. for playing jazz and court on television while... They were mm. doing classical studies. Mm. Then they go on to get their mm. name in who's who. And uh, then the universities, oh, yeah, they went to this university kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you're going to mention a place where you studied, then that's suggesting that mm. they are in some way um, attributed to your way of thinking. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't really. You, should, you shouldn't really mention it at all, you I guess. Know. But you, if you need... you. I think what they're trying to do, they're trying to qualify their position in that they're saying, look, I've reached a certain level of education here, maybe. Yes. And it just happened to went to that college. That's true. I guess she can say that. And that's true that she even says that. Absolutely. But then um, obviously she didn't need to say that because otherwise if she doesn't say something like that, everyone's going to just sort of say, you know, you really like not all there sort of thing. Mm. So you need to qualify well, it gives, yourself. It gives in a, a certain amount of inter intellect and credibility. So that yeah. that gives you a, a, a thought process of thinking, OK, well, yeah, we've got to look at this. Mm. But mm. but every time I looked at it, I don't know about you, Arjun, I'm looking for something that I can start with. I see the thing is what I think is really critical to this whole or kind of like really is, is this doubt, this whole idea of doubt that we have within the world within how we communicate with people how we think about things and as long as that doubt is there that skepticism you'll always get people that can push forward these ideas and because they're not theories as you say it's not a theory it's not well, really what, what, a justified yeah theory, what's is it? interesting is that particularly i don't mean to single her out because there were the three of them and and you know i'm they have a right to their opinion and the views and all the rest mm. of it you know it's, this is what our discussion is about of course we're giving them mm. a platform um but one thing she says one of the scientists uh, proposes says well she argues the bit about the horizon mm. so um she says well you're wrong she says i can i can prove it and she says yeah. why she says well i live at uh, 
I think it was Dana Point, Southern California. Well, apparently that's quite a nice affluent area or whatever. But um, so she, she lives there and she says, when I go down to the beach, I can look across and see Sacramento Island and mm. it's 60 miles away sort of thing. How do you explain that? Well, the scientists just uh, shrug the shoulders. And I think in unison, two of them say it, it says, well, it's elevation. Mm-hmm. So immediately I went on to Google. So down a point is at one elevation and Sacramento Island is at another elevation, which explains it. And just like uh, when you stand and you look somewhere, if you climb a tower and look, you can see further than you can when you're stood on the ground. Or if you lay down, you can't see as far as when you stand up. So they, they provided a logical explanation for yeah. what she was saying was evidence of a flat earth. Yeah. So it's, it's all... And so that's... one of the scientists follows that up with, well, yeah. in that case, I should be able to go to the east coast of America and I should be able to look across and see Spain if it's flat. Yeah. yeah. So that's... Why this, can't this... we do that? Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's, that's the classic. That's so brilliant. what I'm waiting for now, so I was waiting for the answer to that question. Mm, mm, but mm. They, so I'm waiting to be able to really, get my teeth stuck into their, their um, intellectual argument. Yeah, it's a complete, it blows the whole thing up, which is really interesting. I tell you what was interesting, if we jump forward, I know the thing is we've... we've yeah, no, we'll, we'll probably jump bit. around on this one, just simply because jump around I, a little bit. I'm trying to get a balanced view, but it's really difficult to try and find their, their angle, but I'm, I'm yeah. giving it a go, go on. Well, all I was going to say is that obviously we know the history in terms of like the pre-Christian um, type history of all the Egyptians and the Greeks and all this, and they had an idea of things. And then you go through this sort of religion, this sort of religion informing people's ideas and mindsets. Yes. Then we go through it. And then, we, then as we come through the Renaissance, we get this idea of science taking over a little bit more. And we get like more qualified answers to ideas and theories and things, don't they? Where they, their technology gets it starts improving. But what I was interested in was maybe it's worth discussing is how did we then get to this point now where people still believe in flat earth something that was sort of like way back is still relevant now and i was interested to read about this modern flat earth as how it started back in like the mid sort of 19th um centuries so 1850s with this there was this sort of english writer who wrote this document that sort of really sort of kick-started this sort of the modern idea of flat earth believers. And I just wondered, well, how do you think that then translates into the sort of very re- more recent understanding and connection that people seem to have? Yeah, I think that's an absolutely excellent point. And I haven't seen that on anything that I've seen on the internet. And it's absolutely, mm. I think you've absolutely nailed it there. Because... In the 1850s, we were the workshop of the world in Britain. We had technology. Technology was firing on all cylinders. 20 years ago, we had the internet, the start of the internet. Technology is firing on all cylinders again. So when we've got this technology firing forward, we've got people thinking who, um, we've got the the, the logical thinkers and the interesting sort of uh, way out thinkers. And I think it's something to do with that explosion of technology Mm. where people who can't just grab on that bandwagon to go along. They're going to have to, perhaps they're looking for an alternative or some some way to settle themselves in their thinking, yeah. settle them down with 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 this this huge shift that that they can't really explain at the speed yeah, these that things are going along at. Maybe yeah, that's this... it. Yeah, what I'm trying to say, RJ, you know, energy, the capacity to work, uh, types of energy, potential kinetic, thermal, electric, chemical, all that kind of stuff, you know, what I'm trying to say is if you're a doctor, doctor of uh, particle physics, um, 
a doctor of astronomy, um, I don't know, an accomplished jazz musician, um, somebody that's an accomplished classical player and is a lead soloist with the classical orchestra. All these things, all these things, all these great scientists, all people you are uh, every day requires huge effort, huge effort, and every single day you practice cognitive thinking alongside memory thinking, okay? And it's something a lot of people, a lot of alternative people, perhaps don't employ. Now, you know, it, these things are employed every single day. I mean, at my time of life now, you know, they probably wouldn't believe that I can run a marathon in under four and a half hours, that I can still do 100 meters in around 11 seconds to a bit more for my age. They probably couldn't believe that, but I can demonstrate it just as we can demonstrate these cognitive things from um, from people who uh, uh, specialize in chosen fields. So I guess it's um, I guess it's a way of not really having to think, uh, not putting a shift in, not putting that work in, because if you're going to challenge, then you've got to challenge on the same level. You don't put a, um, a lightweight boxer in the ring with a heavyweight. You've got to both go in at the same height and weight and with the same skill level in order to... Um, to be credible yeah because you think of the industrial you think of the industrial revolution because it ties in doesn't it the industrial revolution kicked in and then you get these and then 20 years ago we get we, we, there's we an the digital revolution yeah years ago mm. and you're looking at 1850s which was you know the great exhibition in london the canal the railways everything that was formulated at that yeah. time you know yeah. it and seems it that, that as you yeah. say that i think that ties in it does because it allows space with all these things happening, it allows space for people to question it. Don't they? they kind of go, is it going, what's happening? It's a, it's a sort of industrial revolution, a revolution in lots of ways. And they kind of question what the old, they question why are we questioning our old ideas and things. And as you say, it just happened, that happened over a longer period of time. But then the, the, the digital revolution or the internet has only happened over 20 years. And it seems like that same transition or ideas being accepted has happened, you know, quite intensely. But because, with fewer people, isn't it? Fewer yeah, people because if they, if, if they sincerely believe in the disc, mm. then all Newtonian theory, every single piece of technology that they use from driving a car to going yeah. on a plane, every single piece of technology is out the window. Yes. So they have to then go away and design something based on their model this yeah. is how I'm thinking, yeah. to then start again, because they're using technology that's been designed based on a spherical world. So, um, I mean, I read something the other day. It was just a comment that a lady had put on the on one of the... She was trying to do what we were doing, mm. and she said here... i just read this. It says, amazing the Flat Earth people, that they their disbelief of our sphere, our mm. crazy ball, mm. and yet... Uh, their discs surrounded by ice and guided by an evil government sounds completely reasonable to them. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, and it's sort of like uh, drawing all these ideas together. Is like, what, what does it benefit them from to think of a flat earth? How does it actually benefit them? And and it, it seems to perpetuate itself, even though you can refute most of the sort of discussions and the arguments that they come up with to justify the flat earth. There's something about it that still maintains an, uh, a thought process as you sort of say the, the woman there said but this whole disbelief in say maybe all these conspiracies that are being sort of put out there to sort of make us think in a particular way 
it's kind of it helps having the people being able to think of a flat earth because it sort of keeps that edge doesn't it, it keeps us saying that we don't believe everything we are led to yes. believe and what and what you're actually saying there ties into i thought well i went down for about seven days i went down this route i gave it a lot of time i gave a lot yeah. of my time to this to try and give this an angle and then I ended up going, starting to go down the psychological angle simply because I couldn't find any substance in mathematics. Or not that I'm a mathematician, but yeah, regarding the maths, I, when I say I've got the basics, I just happen to have been, I'm not, I'm not into maths at all, but I've been happened to be with somebody for a number of years and she was a mathematician. So um, I've got about kind of A-level standard in my head, which is uh, probably first or second year university standard in the United States. So I've got a basic understanding. So then I sort of go down the psychological level, as you mm. are sort of purporting, sort of saying there. Mm. And, and then I see exactly that. That's, mm. This is why these... And, and of course, for some people, for a few of them, it gains a minor celebrity. Yeah. And it also yeah. makes money because they yeah. write books yeah. on this and, and, and then they like make money it. and they have conventions, which which is entirely up to them and that's fine but they but the the classic thing i watched one where one of their chief guys one of their guys i can't remember his name now he actually says because netflix have done a a, a documentary on this which right. i could not believe that they even did it but they did and good good for them they gave them the platform yeah and one guy sits there with his mother one day at his house and he's He's uh, this chap and he, he's one of the top guys there. He's the guy that did all the graphics and the modeling. He's an ex-gamer yeah. and he's an IT specialist character. Yeah. And he actually said, we are crushing them and they do not know how to address it. Mm. So mm. I now put my psychological head on and uh, look at statement analysis and read through what that person is actually saying. Mm. What he's actually saying is, I know this is my interpretation, my view. OK, mm. what he's saying is, all right, I know how to do good graphics. I know how to sell something. I know how to say the right things. Mm. I know I'm outgoing. I can do this thing. Now, typically, a scientist isn't down this league. They'll mm. just they're, they're quiet. They're reserved. They don't have, you know, the, the most we've got in Europe is your Brian Cox and your Brian May. But, mm. we, but, but you need radical out there, Ed Sheeran, you need people at that level who are very, very outspoken as they are mm. at the same level. Because what he's actually saying in his statement there is that the science community do not know how to address it. In other words, they do not know how to present themselves. They, they, have, yeah, uh, they are presenting themselves in a way that they're getting some traction from people who watch these things and think, oh, it must be that. Yeah. Well, it's if amazing, they could do it? that, surely the scientific community could do that. I, I totally, I hear what you're saying. But they're, not those they're not that type of character. No, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Um, I, hear, I totally hear what you're saying, because uh, I don't know the numbers are actually believe in Flat Earth. I think it's about 500 now, isn't it? Who genuinely yeah. believe I mean, I mean, no members of that society. The who, who said he's saying, I'm sure he, he believes in his Flat Earth and good luck to him and all the rest of it. I'm just trying to... Mm. All I'm doing is just taking a psychological angle of when he says that, that's what my interpret my interpretation of what he's saying there is yeah. that there's nobody in the scientific community who knows how to market themselves to put it over in such a way. 
Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, the thing with the flat earth is it's quite a simple concept, isn't it? But you get yeah. someone like Stephen Hawking and he does his like brief history of time. I mean, it's like you need a, you need a degree, two degrees maybe, <laughs> to they, understand they, well, what he's trying to yeah, say. They film they film these flat earthers on the Netflix, and you see that when they have a meet up, the first thing they're talking about is, oh yeah, we're getting some more people now. We're getting, you know, they're mm. more interested in gaining support mm. than the are of talking the mechanics mm. of and the principles of what is going on. Well, yeah, because it's easy. It's easy, isn't it? It's e- what they're describing is a lot easier to grasp, to understand, isn't it? Because it makes without explaining sense. how it works. Yeah, exactly. But if you try, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you try and explain like the cosmos and the universe and stuff like this and the Big Bang, that is really incredibly difficult, isn't it? You know, yeah. I think that that's just a really yeah. complex idea to get hold of, and uh, it's so it's it's an, it's inevitable that there's going to be people that go for the sort of simple solution but it's strange that we've still got some people that still want to cling on to that simple solution which obviously you, you, isn't you mentioned quite right. it earlier about religion and and um, you know everybody's entitled mm. to their own beliefs everybody believes it you know mm. but, but with, with the with the uh, flat earth people there some of them are, are quite religious people with you know the higher mm. being i mean on that if you watch the flat earth the scientists they say yeah who believes in a higher being? Right. Uh, the three scientists stay put, and the all the flat earthers come and sit down. Right. So, so they, they all the flat earthers it. believe in a higher being. Mm. They mm. Uh, the scientists don't. So that's mm. just just an object. It's just an Ooh. interesting. It is, yeah, but we're a contradictory kind of like race in ourselves, anyway, because you just sort of saying they obviously spent money putting together that program about flat earth. Mm. But all the money that we spent or people spend, Hollywood spends on like films like Star Wars and things like that, we watch them, we think, wow, they're brilliant, they're great. And they, when you're watching, you're immersed in this idea of these other universes and space and battles and things going on. Mm. You come out of the cinema afterwards and you kind of think, yeah, well, that was just a story, wasn't it? That was just mm. crazy. The lady, I watched a lady scientist having a look at one of their videos and, mm. and she said, well, when she said that NASA and Russia and everybody, they're all in it together. Mm. And she says, well, you know, there's like the Apollo program. People, people lost their lives on the Apollo program in order mm. for people like Neil Armstrong, uh, Collins and, and, and Aldrin. Oh, yeah, history, yeah, went yeah. Right up to the last guy it was on, was it Shepard, Commander Shepard or whatever, the last yeah. one on there. But, you know, people in the earlier missions lost mm. their lives in order to push technology forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's all. That's, you know, and it's, it's a yeah, shame. Yeah. It's a shame that they they do that because, you, you know, I've, you think, I've so much respect for those people. Yeah, absolutely. But don't you think we when you look back again, and I think I mentioned it before at the beginning, you get really intelligent people that maybe are really religious and that's not a problem that's really fantastic yes you also get people like uh tolkien and c.s lewis who are you know dons at you know these universities mm. and they come out with books like lord of the rings with this middle earth which actually kind of taps into this idea of discs and flat earth you know another world below or uh, yeah. or jules verne center journey to the center of the earth they're sort of saying i'm not going to believe in religion but i'm going to I'm always going to look for something. We're hard, are we hardwired to try and grasp onto something else that maybe is unbelievable, but becomes real? And you know, look at all the people that like like the Hobbit and uh, the Lord of the Rings, and they 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 almost like these things almost as a religion. They believe in them. They know they're not real. And I'm sure Tolkien didn't think it was real, but he kind of had a belief in it, which made it 
made it, it maybe mm. it made his world more bearable maybe made the world bearable yeah, i think them. i think making the world more bearable as is is something uh, which you know spirituality and all that which is mm. you know some people it, it can be a separate separate topic can't it and yeah you know i i know from being a coach that you know when you show people music whether they're a surgeon a brain surgeon or whether they're a road sweeper they they all will see music in a different way and as a coach you have to and one's not better than the other it just depends that they're an expert in their particular field outside that you have to tap into how they see things because yeah you know it doesn't mean to say that in the musical world they can achieve it's a different different Mm. way of looking at it i mean some people when we talk about improvisation and, and uh, yeah you, know, you can get somebody listening to charlie parker for the first time in jazz and just think it's completely wrong notes then mm. you can mm. somebody think else think is a genius and then somebody that gets their ear trained and listens to park and thinks is a genius then they hear john coltrane after about 1961 when he changes and they mm. think what the heck's going on there and then mm. they think it's wrong and then they unless they've been um in a system where educated to to hear at that level yeah uh, it, 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 it actually, may wash it may wash straight over them and and um, they make a, 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 a different judgment the music analogy is really good i think harper because it actually almost brings us right back to people like pythagoras doesn't it who, yeah. who back then was thinking like he knew the earth was round spherical he he worked out the musical system, didn't he, with all the intervals. He worked out the harmonics. Oh, was it Pythagoras? Was it? Yeah, I, I Pythagoras didn't know that. Did that. <laughs> I should do. Yeah. So the point is, even back then, you know, five centuries before BC, they they knew the interval, the theory behind music. They knew the intervals. How you, you know you get your root note and you get your your fifths and your the thirds and the fifths, and they worked out the scales and things like that, didn't they? Yeah. They, they knew all that. But they had a theory that worked for that. But then, as you sort of say, as time has progressed and as you bring it right up to date with your understanding of musical theory in terms of the yeah. jazzers, the beboppers come along. And as you say, Coltrane does something really different. And until somebody understands that notion or that idea that they're trying to push, they don't get it. They kind of go, I don't, I know what I know, but I don't understand that. And then it just happens that. Um, the, we've been a, a new idea comes along and it takes over from an old idea. But the trouble with the flat earth is, is it doesn't seem to take over. It doesn't seem to get completely quashed, does it? It still seems to stay there, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's it's almost like it's like um it's like you know myself having a belief of, of possible parallel worlds. And yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. If you know it, it's it's a, it's an idea that may be uh, proved to be right one day. Um, yeah. If yeah. you go back to that particular video that it says flat earthers the scientists, uh, at first the uh, flat earthers stay put when it says about the general consensus. Then yes. one of them, uh, a gentleman, he, he goes and sits down because he goes, yeah. oh, yeah, it will be. The other two stay because he later he sits down because he says, because in his words, he says anything is possible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. I look at that and I know for a fact that anything is not possible. Mm. I think that anything is possible. It just hasn't been discovered yet. But in terms mm. of that man was in his 60s. Now, give him a tennis racket, give him mm. a week on the tennis court and send him to the American Open or send mm. him to the Australian Open. He's not going to win, is he? No, no that's true. It's, it's yeah. 
physically and meant it's impossible. That is a, a, that is a impossibility. He he used the words anything is possible. So yeah, I see, yeah, and yeah. so if I debunk that or if I look at that gentleman and say, well, that means that whatever those scientists say, he'll yeah. say, well, anything's possible. So he's yeah. actually saying whatever you say, I'm not going to agree with it. That's what yeah. he's actually saying by saying, well, anything's possible. So he goes and sits down. Yeah, because, exactly. Because but that's it, not correct. It depends. You can't on just the... go and be the Australian Open champion or the American Open champion uh, in his sixties, picking up a tennis racket, having never mm. played a game of tennis in his life. Yeah, but it all comes down to the circumstances. It's a bit like it reminds me a bit of the lateral thinking that what's his name, Edward de Bono used to use. Oh right. And like you know, you'd get in like a conundrum. And then some would say that's completely impossible. But then when they explained it in another way, they looked at it from another angle, um, it made sense, you know. So it's like yes. it's like uh, you've got to see it from a different angle and then it all becomes clear, doesn't it? There's yes. all these... So uh, this business, so, so on their model, as I say, they've got the disc with this ice wall that's protected mm. by NASA and all the other world countries that are uh, an evil against us. And then you realise that, some of them sort of uh, teach it as a, an, like an evangelist would, would teach it and other, others don't. Yeah. They, they use Spread that the kind of concept, some of them, and they argue yeah. amongst themselves, you know, and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, the size of the moon and the size of the sun is uh, kind of shuts it down for me. But it's the day and night, really, that gets me. Right. Okay. The, I don't know how that this searchlight, that who, who's turning this searchlight on and off as this... <laughs> And and they reckon that the the, the sun goes in different uh, uh, um, orbits. You know, uh, it goes in a bit and then it goes out a bit. Uh, well, um, uh, as I saw this female scientist explain, she says she laughed and she said, "Well, if that is the case, yeah. then we'd see the sun this big, and then sometimes we'd see it that yeah, big." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't be the same size. No, no, no. Because it, it has to be on the same track. Otherwise, it would. It's would funny. See it it's relative, time. isn't it? Because I mean, we. Yeah, oh, I'm not a scientist, but do we not get? Does our orbit get a bit closer to the sun at some point? Uh, it, it, no, it it's tilts, isn't it? We tilt. Yes, it does. It the seasons, I believe. Yeah. I'm not a scientist either, but <laughs> the physicists going to laugh at us now for not knowing. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the we'll seasons laugh. is because of the tilt, isn't it? The season is because of the tilt. But yeah, the uh, yeah. But the the the, the actual distance is fairly stable isn't it the, the distances were out so. but the, yeah. the sun is the sun is always dying isn't it this is what they talk about with the sun it's always dying it's getting in bigger. millions of years it, time it'll, it'll million, it's not going to die tomorrow don't worry yeah. we're all like, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 yeah. we're not going to be wiped out but i've seen it on doctor who you know you get the the Absolutely, sun becoming yeah. a white dwarf and a red dwarf or something and it's going to eat up all the planets as it gets bigger as it loses its uh, mass isn't it? it's losing its mass all the time it's burning well, all its they, energy they, they, their interpretation of, of gravity and, and and you know mm. basics of um, you know you lift weight up and it's got it's it's got gravity and then you've got you know you let go and there's a kinetic energy which is in it and then it fires down to yeah, it they say the earth's going up don't they g, one g of gravity haven't we it's yeah. one g but you know, they justify that by the earth going up doesn't it the earth is always going up the flat yeah. earth is going there's no gravity it's always I the mean, earth um, is moving you know, up the, the lady in that video the, the lady i mean great it's great they've got this belief that the lady in the video that said that she was a graduate of west point she also stated that she'd jumped out of airplanes well i've done a lot of that in my uh -huh. young life but 
she didn't mention she she forgot i mean i i did it with parachute on the back now right. she just said i jumped out of airplanes well you that didn't do it onto the floor or was well, it you didn't do without it. You parachute didn't do it. because if, without gravity you don't you don't really need it, do you? You didn't do it, you didn't do it like Bugs Bunny when he's coming into a plane. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just steps out of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> just at the very yeah, end. Yeah, so, so I'm not saying that she, she, you know, she, she, this is what she thinks, and that's absolutely fine. But um, yeah. it's just, uh, it, but it doesn't, it doesn't cement her belief into actual you reality. Know, you've, got to, theory. you've got to come up with a. Uh, um, it, I guess it's like someone coming on the bandstand and saying, "I've I've studied all that music," and um, yeah, I don't think it's like that. I think it's just more like this. Yeah. Oh, well, but how would you know that so, if you were can doing? You just show me what you mean. Yeah, but what if you were doing show... that free expression? What if you're doing all that free expression jazz? You know. Yeah. How do you know it's wrong? What, what, how do you know what, what's well, wrong? What's wrong? wrong? It isn't wrong. It, That's the whole that thing, point, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's perfectly logical. <laughs> yeah. It's also about like you talk about when we talk about art, isn't it? When you talk about these abstract expressionists and they throw all the paint on the canvas and you say, yeah, my four-year-old could do that, you know. But why is yeah. his like worth millions and my four-year-old's version yeah. isn't worth I millions? Think, I think in, in, in summing up, chatting about the, the, the yeah. uh, flat earth, I think because we can go around. Good luck to them. You know, they, yeah. they seem to have got a few people together. But um, yeah, the only dangers that I can foresee is if a group of people were then believing that it, it wasn't right to take <clears throat> excuse me, certain medications that were actually keeping them alive. And that would be a worry to me because they weren't but starting not to believe in modern technology or the fact that um, to save mankind everybody needed to do something and um, they decided not to do it um, without really any strong foundation uh, because of their beliefs but uh, put everybody else in jeopardy. Uh, it's a very difficult one I know, it's a very difficult thing to say but that's I kind of how I would see the dangers unless they can uh, in our natural world um, come up with um, some something that that validates their model that yeah, they you what, what you're saying is some you... basic mathematics something that then you yeah. know that then then you know but at the moment it's just I just see it as it's a belief system and good luck to them. It's, it's like so basically, a what you're saying is until they come up with that, you're not going to renew your subscription for the International Flat Earth Research Society. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> not that I ever had one. Yes. Not that I ever had one. Is that what they've got? Is it? They got a... I don't know. Yeah, you can join the society. If you... Would they let you well, be a member? Have, like, a magazine, Flat Earth Weekly. You know? yeah. um, but how, how do you fill out a form, do you reckon? Do you fill out a form? And how do they do they vet you as such, or are they can anyone? Well, I just wonder. I mean, should they have to to become a flat earther? Do you have to take yeah. a degree? Do you have to take a degree in it, or is yeah. it like a football crowd that you can just get, say, a blue and a maroon scarf? Yeah. Throw it over you, and now I'm one of them. Yeah, because exactly. You can, that's just a, uh, it's a follower, isn't it? It's a follower. It is, yeah. You don't, you, there's no credentials. There's no there's criteria. No, there's no criteria to join the club, as it were. You just join it. You can just join. Yeah, yeah so well, maybe you, you get a badge. Say, well, I you might get a be, badge. I want to be top man now. Yeah, I'll you join get... it now. I want to be at the head. Yeah, get a badge, certificate. You stick on your wall, you know. Yeah, certificate, you know. But um, but you know, but it's I just it's really we've we've given them a go on this one, but I just really yeah. I can't. No, we're all friends. We're all friendly on this. Yeah, I can't get past first base. Really, that's a, yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying, trying to, to believe. But, uh, trying to believe. Yeah.
Yeah, but uh, but anyway, well, um, it's great. I really enjoyed that. How enjoyed many did you say there were of them? Well, I think it was back in the day there was three thousand, but I think now it's about five hundred. I read somewhere. I think it's dropped. Mm. The subscription memberships dropped. So they obviously need to get some new members in, but until they come up they with need some to film, these... They need to film the edge, don't they? Yeah. They, yeah, need, they need to, to get... sneak down past NASA, climb up foot of ice yeah. and take a few pictures over yeah. the other side, you know, Absolutely, where, yeah. where they, some of a... them think that the lost world of Atlantis Could is. they send a drone in? Could they send a drone in and then well, film maybe. it? It'd probably get shot down, won't it, by the, uh, um, the officials. Yeah. And NASA and all that, yeah. But it's just, it's, but you know, good, good luck to them. They, they, they're yeah. doing their thing. I'm just amazed that they've managed to get this much uh, publicity and got yeah. to take them. But I guess it shows that um, people can look on the internet and and, mm. and and pick certain. I mean, it happens in music. You, you People pick certain things out and they'll say, why is that not working? You'll say, well, because yeah you're using that right but uh this will work here because of this mm, and you can mm. kind of show them why mm. and sometimes mm. they still don't get it but then over a period of time they will they yeah and kind of go through the mistakes yeah absolutely yeah we all learn in different ways yeah. and i think yeah it's, exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's um so it's, so it's fascinating but so it keeps so surviving they, yeah we'll see how we get on yeah i still i'm still not i'm not convinced i'm still on the uh the round uh yeah the spherical earth. Yeah, yeah, I haven't quite converted. Oh, are we the third planet from the sun, is it? I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that from our sun. <laughs> yeah, I think I read it somewhere. Some, not some scientific I think pamphlet. They got, I think they got um, their, sun, their sun a bit close, actually, mm, mm. for the heat. Yeah. Talking about nuclear fusion here. Talking about huge energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nuclei, but... Um, yeah. But nonetheless... Okay, RJ, we'll Brilliant. catch you next time. Okay, yeah, it's been good. To it. Okay, then, cheers then. Thanks to RJ as ever for his conversation and intellectual input. So, what do we take from our discussion today? Well, certainly RJ's research drawing attention to the 1850s when Britain was going through an industrial revolution where a few flat earthers were surfacing, only for me to draw parallels with our technology revolution, which started some, what, 20 years ago with the internet. Again, a similar interest with the flat earth guys in probably the same amount. Some might argue with the pace of scientific change is simply too much to comprehend and they need to find a, a belief instead or alongside religion as a coping mechanism. Both RJ and I did agree that it is an idea and a belief similar to a religion. However, there is a difference the flat earthers do attack science. All our technology which they use is because of science. In order to create a credible alternative to science, then the model presented has to be scientifically calculated and that the natural world presented has to be explained and observed through experiment or observation and verified, which I guess is a bit of a mouthful, but the, uh, the term for it, I guess, is empirical, as any scientific theory has to be. Otherwise, it's simply an idea a dream or a fantasy. So, in its absolute basic form, we learn by imitation, repetition, exploration, uh, we observe, we make a prediction, the prediction comes true, we repeat similar or the same over and over to validate and then explore. 
I have huge admiration for the, uh, the space program and the astronauts and everybody uh, involved. And uh, of all nations, uh, United States, Russia, China, British, German, everybody. Everybody who's continually pushing the boundaries uh, for technology. And it's some of this very technology that is currently saving lives in our world.